Born ready, Lance Stevenson. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey, as always. What's going on? Oh, tomorrow's a football game. Today's a football game. It's a Thursday podcast, recorded on a Wednesday. And the Hall of Fame game is tonight. Tomorrow. But tonight. It's crazy. Isn't that nuts? Like, nobody cares about the Hall of Fame game, but do you remember a year ago when Josh Jacobs, I think he took every snap of that game? Did he really? I think he played the whole game. Was he in contract, was he in contract stuff in... So that was the first year with McDaniels in Vegas. And it was pretty obvious that McDaniels didn't want Jacobs. And like the talk was, what's he going to do with this feature back? He always uses a committee and blah, 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 blah. And then like right off the rip, everybody could see that the relationship was shit. And then Jacobs goes and runs for the best year of his career, like 1800 rushing yards, something crazy. Um, Just insane. And now look at Jacobs. Look at where Jacobs is now a year later. Yep, 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 yep. Wow. Um, who plays tomorrow? Do you know? Shit. I don't know who plays right. tomorrow. I'll find out real quick. Yeah. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. I'll probably watch four snaps of the game. It's going to be awesome. Oh, wow. You got the Jets and the Browns. Ooh. So the, the Jets are on Hard Knocks. Do you know when the first Hard Knocks episode comes out? I don't know. Do you think Aaron Rodgers plays tomorrow? No. No. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I don't think we'll see any starters. I was looking at, I was hoping maybe there'd be like some rookie quarterbacks we could pay attention to, but there's really not. But, uh, but football's back regardless, right? No matter what. Yeah. Hey, there's a football game you can bet on tonight. That's absolutely right. You betting on the game? I, I don't think you can, I I don't think you can uh, bet this game. No, I wouldn't. I've suspended myself from gambling mainly because I ran out of money in my account, but I've, Refuse to deposit anything until football season starts, and we'll get we'll get rolling again. We got uh, best bets of the week every week. Ooh, get excited about me and Daniel battle it out all season. Best bets of the week. Just making sure we still have it. We still have it. It's right here, ready to go. Best bets is coming up. Um, fantasy football season's coming up. Hmm. How many drafts you got yeah. this year? Uh, I've really cut down the uh, the pool. I think I'm one redraft and two dynasty. I've, I've really slimmed it down and I, I, that makes me feel better about myself because I was very overwhelmed. I felt like I couldn't get everybody, get everybody, uh, the proper attention. Uh, but I feel like I'm in a better place now and I'm ready to rock and roll. I did fifth. The, the most leagues I've ever done was 15 in one year. Oh my God. And it's in, it's almost, and I'm could be exaggerating, but by a couple, but not, I'm not double doubling. I'm, I might be like off by one or two, um, and overshooting myself a little, but Seriously, it, it was, it almost broke fantasy football for me because every Sunday I would sit down and get my roster set. But, you know, and really in order to be competitive in fantasy football, you kind of have to pay attention every day of the season. Anytime something comes up, especially if you're in a league that has a fab budget, uh, you, I mean, you got to pay attention. You have to put a claim in every night. You can't go in at one o'clock in the afternoon, realize your guy's hurt on your team and go pick somebody up. Then it's too late. You're not getting them. Uh, so in a lot of ways, having that many leagues really, um, <clears throat> it really almost ruined it for me. So I'm with you. I trimmed back down. I'm less than 10 this year. I want to say I'm probably six, uh, with three or four being competitive. So that's about where I need to be. That's where I need to nice. be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. More leagues, the waiver wire is really the hardest part and getting in and getting your claims in time. Cause a lot of leagues have different times and stuff too. So, you, <laughs> and there's no way you, you're going to know off the top of your head with that many leagues. So, and that's one of, that's one of my favorite parts too, is dominating the waiver wire. So yeah, now, now I feel like I can, I can babysit it a little bit more. Yeah. So with, with that being said, with fantasy football really upon us, August is draft season for many, many, many leagues. All the home leagues in the world uh, for fantasy football, people will be getting together in garages and basements, and now you can do it online um, with the Sleeper app, which we're going to use today. This is not an ad. We're not endorsed by Sleeper, although that would be nice if you're listening. Um, but anyway, the best way to prepare for your draft is to mock. 
100% the best way is to mock. And, and I, I say that pretty passionately. I know that I'm going to go into, let's say I do 20 mocks, which I may, even, may do more. I'll go into some leagues where people do some really crazy shit that doesn't line up with my mock at all. You don't do the mock to prepare for a draft. You do your mock to understand what the board looks like, where the players fall against each other, so that when somebody does something crazy, you can capitalize on that. Or so that you can go ahead and take calculated risks, knowing that you've got a player later in the board that can maybe make up for a sacrifice that you made. So with that being said, Corey and I talked before the stream, uh, before the podcast. I'm drafting from the four. Corey's drafting from the nine. We're doing a PPR draft, a single quarterback. We're going to do 15 rounds, and we're going to start now. You ready? Let's do it. Just, first overall, oh. Justin Jefferson's pretty unanimous, I think. Jamar Chase has been there, too, and McCaffrey was the first running back off the board. And this is a PPR. This is a PPR. Uh, doesn't really surprise me at all here. What's interesting to me, right off the right out of the rip, this is the highest I think I've ever seen Travis Kelsey projected to go uh, in a redraft. Which is crazy because he's been in the league for like 10 years now. Nearly 10 years, but he's being projected right now on Sleeper's ADP for a full point PPR at five overall. So according to Sleeper, if you really believed in it, you could take Travis Kelsey here with the fourth overall pick and you wouldn't be insane. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to, because it's, because it's, PPR, and because I have a good understanding of what I can think out of the out of the later rounds of the draft, usually if this was a standard scoring league, I would be dedicated to a running back. I would have to have a running back, but because it's a PPR league, I'm not going to go that direction. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Cooper Cup, and I'm cool with it. Coming back from an injury, super scary, but I do love Cooper Cup. He's the clear, far and away best player on that team. Um, the, the, the team runs through Cooper cup. I'm taking him. Oh, let me take a gander here. See what we got on the board. <clears throat> Bijan Robinson. I'm kind of running off a different big board. I've got a source that I like to use every year, um, to get me a little more consistency on my boards. I don't really necessarily like to look at sleepers. I don't like to use it as a Bible. Um, just right off the bat, like this year with all the running back drama, I'd really like to get a running back. Uh, just one of like the really good ones that I can count on to be a for sure running back one. Like I feel like right now it's really valuable. We are on a PPR though, which makes it a little bit different. Um, I'm looking at some of the running backs available. We got Saquon uh, who turned up last year and was actually very reliable. And then after that, uh, Bijan was lower on my board, and he's gone. And then you got Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb's really my cutoff. And I like Nick Chubb better than Jonathan Taylor right now because I don't know if Jonathan Taylor's going to be playing. Um, I think I might be able to get – trying to think. Ooh, I don't know if I can get Chubb on the turn back. Oh, but, well, I might be able to get Saquon here. I'm going to – I'm going to do the opposite of Tony. I'm going to go ahead and secure running back and grab Saquon. I don't think it's, uh, I don't think that's terrible advice. Saquon is really the end of a tier here. He's the last of the running backs available. That's also a pass catcher. So if you're taking one early, this is the guy to do it. Like you take Saquon, you take Bijan, you take Christian McCaffrey. Maybe you, maybe you take Austin Eckler. If it wasn't for the mock drafts that I'd just done a little bit ago, I probably would have taken Eckler at the four instead of a wide receiver. But I feel like I can pick up some value later. Uh, I know I love the pick. I really like the pick. All right, Saquon Barkley, it is. Back Let's to you here. Diggs, Lamb is gone. Devonte Adams, did he go yet? No, he's there. Devonte Adams is still on the board. AJ Brown went off the board. St. Brown's gone. What, how about a, what a season last year for St. Brown? Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. I'm going to – Devontae Adams is really high on my board, and right now since I've got my running back, I'm more or less looking best player available. But, man, Nick, I was hoping Nick Chubb would be here, and he is here. I might just double down for the hell of it. Um – I'm looking at Devontae. I'm looking at Nick Chubb. 
Devontae's a lot higher on my board than Nick Chubb. Tony Pollard's there, but he scares me a little bit. Doesn't Tony Pollard feel like a guy that's just waiting to get replaced? It, it's scary to me. He was very productive last year. Super productive. Too productive. But, but him and Zeke had roles, right? Zeke was more of your goal line bruiser, short yardage, and Tony Pollard had his role. Well, you know, that specific role for Zeke's gone, and I don't know if there's a guy that fills that specific role. So if it's a split backfield between a similar guy like Pollard, he may not get all the touches he did last year. Um, and it's the Cowboys, so you, I don't know. Um, man, I really want to take Nick Chubb. I'm going to go ahead and pull the trigger on Nick Chubb, roll the dice here, and go double running back. Despite what my board says, I feel like I might be able to get a little bit of advantage. We are mocking, um, so this is a chance for me to figure out if this is a move I can get away with in a real draft. So we'll see what my team end up, ends up looking like with uh, double running back here early in a PPR. Ooh, I don't hate it. Are you at all worried about Chubb not being, like, a pass catcher? <clears throat> I mean, it, I mean it's a PPR. I'm gonna m- maybe miss out on some points there, but I feel like his running production is gonna make up for a lot of that. I don't know, you know, he's a, he's a pure workhorse, um, and I I think we lose a lot of that from here on out. Um, so that's a risk. I'm, I'm right now. I'm willing to take again. Like I said, I'm mocking. I want to see, you know, if I do pull the trigger on double running back, what the rest of this roster looks like I from love here it. on out. I love it. See if I'm okay with it. It's exactly the attitude to have. I will say with Nick Chubb, I didn't do any formal rankings this year, but if I were to do rankings, I would have Nick Chubb as my number two running back in standard formats and probably a top five PPR running back. Absolutely love it. He's got no competition for touches. The man's going to touch the ball 20 times a game. I mean, this could be the best year we've ever seen out of Nick Chubb, and I really, really like that pick. So I, I chose Cooper, Cooper Cup up front. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish that Josh Jacobs was playing. If I knew for sure that Josh Jacobs would be playing, this would be my pick. It'd be really, really easy. Uh, I don't know that he's going to play. I don't know that he's going to play at all. And now I put myself in a pretty unique situation where I don't have – a clear and obvious running back, uh, an RB1. Like, there's no guy here that I can say for sure every week is going to be a top 10 guy. And that's the decision I made, I guess, when I drafted Cooper Cup. So I'm going to go ahead and live with that decision. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and double down. Corey's doubling down on his running backs. I'm going to go ahead and double down on... Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my tune here. Mark Andrews is available, and I think he's the number one target in Baltimore. I'm going to go ahead and take a tight end early, get that, get that uh, positional advantage there. He doesn't have any signs of slowing down. And I know that the new offensive coordinator has talked multiple times about how important it is for Lamar to be able to be more comfortable as a passer. I think Lamar passes more this year than maybe ever before. Don't not saying that's a great thing, but I think that's what's going to happen. And when he passes the ball, the odds of Mark Andrews getting it are really, really high. So I'll take Mark Andrews. I'm done with tight ends now for the rest of the draft. Uh, as much as I don't like drafting a quarterback early, I love taking one of these early tight ends. After that, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs. Again, a bot is doing this draft. DK Metcalf and Ramondre Stevenson have all gone off the board. So now, here we are. And this is the part where I have to get a little bit creative. Because it's going to be, what, um, 15, 16, 17 picks before I get another opportunity here. And I still don't have a running back. So I'm going to do something pretty wild. And I'm going to reach way down the board to a guy that I don't think enough people are paying attention to. I'm going to take Joe Mixon. He's buried, projected to be a fourth round pick in this, in this league here. And I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense why. All that I can understand is going into the offseason, everybody was worried about Joe Mixon maybe having um, issues of being cut from the team or legal issues or uh, salary cap problems. Well, he restructured his deal. He's the guy in Cincinnati. I want a piece of the offense. And now I've got a guy in Joe Mixon that I think is a weekly top 12 running back that I can put up against any other RB one in the league. I love it. I mean, what's the floor for, what's the floor for Mixon? 1500 total yards passing and receiving a uh, passing. I mean, receiving and rushing. I think that's easy. So for me, my plan has worked. Now I've got a QB one. I'm sorry. A, wide receiver one, a tight end one, and a running back one 
And when I say ones, I mean top 12, not the number one. Uh, I've got all of those in my lineup. I feel really good about the way this is starting. All right, I'm on the clock here. It's round three, pick nine. After Tony, uh, T. Higgins went off. Uh, Chris Olave, I love Chris Olave. Um, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne should be a pretty productive PPR back. Uh, I will go back to your Mark Andrews pick, Tony. Um, a big part of you know a fantasy draft is lowering your amount of risk as much as possible. So um, I don't I don't remember exactly who you're talking about picking. You were talking about um, Josh Jacobs there briefly. If he, if he's playing, absolutely, but we don't know what's going to happen. So if you're between him and another player in your draft, just go ahead and pick the other player, and especially if you think they're going to be on the field. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I wouldn't. And it, there's no world where I'm drafting Josh Jacobs in the second round. Like as of today, if I was drafting in all of my leagues today, I would not have any Josh Jacobs. There's too much risk because the ceiling is so floor is so low. When I think about these first couple of rounds, I want the highest ceiling possible with the highest floor possible. And the ceiling and the floor are both so potentially low for Josh Jacobs that I couldn't draft him. The reason, sure. the reason that I chose Andrews is because it does fit that model. His floor is so high, propped up on Lamar Jackson being the number one point. I love that. I was also looking at some wide receivers there. Guys like uh, Wilson, Higgins, Alave. They both, they all three have floors but their floors are still lower than the tight ends. And so that's why I made the decision. All right. Uh, round three, pick nine. I've got my two running backs. I am not looking at running back really, unless somebody just falls into my lap right now. I'm looking at best available. I need some pass catchers. I'm looking at on my board. I've got Devonte Smith at the top, then Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, and then Brees Hall, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley worries me a little bit. Um, Devonta Smith, he's at least five catches a game, up to ten, uh, and he's only getting better. He's in his third season, uh, so he's he's starting to learn what the NFL is like. Um, and Jalen Hurts has really come around to be a really good quarterback. So I'm going to take Devonta Smith, um, and I feel really good about that pick. As he's going to be my wide receiver one. Yeah, it's a good pick. I did another mock before we started this. I did a mock outside. Um, and Devonta Smith ended up my being being my wide receiver one too. I don't love it, but it doesn't feel that bad. Like it's fine. It's totally fine. Just a second here, updating my board. Gibbs. Where the fuck is Gibbs? Kenneth Walker. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's immediately come back around to me. I'm still looking best player available. Um, at the top, I've got a lot of my players are still there. I got Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Chris Godwin now. Amari um, Cooper's at the top of my board. Let's see what he did last year. He was he was playing last year without a Sean Watson, and he's a lot of targets, a lot of targets on the board, less quarterback play. I expect those numbers to come up this year. Give me Amari Cooper here. Uh, as my wide receiver too. Again, just going best available on my board. Jeez, he still had 1,100 yards. Looking at Amari Cooper is remarkable. One, two, three, four, five, six of eight seasons, he's been over uh, 1,000 yards. <clears throat> That's amazing. Every single year, he leads. He doesn't lead, but he's well above the average yards per catch. I mean, this guy, he's a, he's a guy. He's absolutely a guy. And now I feel like you've got two, between Amari Cooper and uh, Devonta Smith, you've got two guys who any given week could be like a top three wide receiver that week. Love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Back to me. Uh, Calvin Ridley did just go off the board after Amari Cooper. I really do, really do love Calvin Ridley this year. I'm, a little, I'm worried. I think I'm with the rest of the rest of the consensus here. Like we don't know what we're going to see out of him. It's been a couple of years. He was dynamic and explosive. I, I think the last year he was in, it was two years ago. I feel like he had a whole bunch of touchdowns. Now, let me, let me look at it real quick. Uh, nine touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a touchdown guy. I love it. Absolutely love it. 1300 yards that season. So if he is, 
even 90% of what he was the last time we saw him, I'm all in. Let's go. Uh, the Jags are on the up, and Calvin Ridley might be able to take him over the top. Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, and Aaron Jones have all gone. So now it's back to me. I'm in, a I'm in a spot where I've got one of each position, and so now I have to start filling the rest of my lineup. So I'm not looking at tight ends anymore, and it's still way too early, in my opinion, to be drafting a quarterback in a redraft league. Having said that, I've got a lot of exposure uh, with only the one running back, and I think it's in a position you have to have to win a redraft league, or any league for that matter. So I'm probably looking at that position. And then I'm going to glance at the wide receivers here. DeAndre Hopkins is interesting to me. He's going to be a real security blanket. Terry McLaurin, he's a little bit interesting to me. I question the quarterback play a little bit. DJ Moore in Chicago is a guy we should talk about. And so what I'm doing now is trying to really justify my decision to ignore the wide receivers by at least looking at them. And DJ Moore is a guy I got a zero in on. He's somebody we should be paying attention to. A perennial thousand yard receiver, a real wide receiver one, but now on a team in Chicago where Justin Fields isn't known for being a great passer. Now, Justin Fields went wild last year. I still don't trust it. I'm willing to be wrong about DJ Moore. I'm going to say that he doesn't live up to the hype and the fourth round is still too early for me. If this was the fifth round, I, might, I may go ahead and, and pull the trigger on him. Uh, but it, it, to, to me, it's too much risk. I'm going to get wild again, though, and reach farther down the board than DJ Moore and take another running back in Alexander Madison that I don't think people are paying enough attention to. Like, I think we see this shift every once in a while. Like, like Alexander Madison's going to touch the ball 18 times a game. So I reach down 15 spots to get him because I think that the board has him in the wrong spot. So now all of a sudden I'm feeling really good having two solid PPR guys, Mixon who can catch very well and Madison who's shown that when Dalvin cook was out last year, Madison exploded. He was all over it. Every part of the football field. Uh, I feel very comfortable there. Uh, a couple of players went off the board. Uh, I didn't lose DJ Moore though. So Hopkins went, McLaurin went, and a couple of running backs that I passed on. So I really don't feel like I missed out on much. Now I have to make a decision amongst a couple of other wide receivers that I wasn't considering before. And to me, I guess you're going to pick your favorite guy. DJ Moore, Drake London, Christian Watson. Man, the, now that I look at Christian Watson, I really would do want a piece of that. Have you seen any of the, have you seen any of the camp stuff with Jordan Love and I his deep ball? No, I haven't. It looks good. Like, I watched really? some of it right before the show, so that makes me kind of want Christian Watson. But I'm going to stick with DJ Moore because I was going that direction anyway. I'll take him. Um, at this point, I feel much better about the pick. But Christian Watson's a guy who could burst onto the scene. We'll see. Um, I'm, I'm still looking best player available. I don't have a tight end, but... I've got two more flex flex spots available. We are running uh, two flex spots on this roster. And let me make sure this guy hasn't been drafted, I guess, real quick. No, he is still on the board. I'm looking at Chris Godwin. Oh, and my God. What a value. I know he's lost Tom Brady, but Chris Godwin is a really good wide receiver. Um, I'm interested, interested to see what Tampa does at the quarterback position. It's going to be um, Baker Mayfield, right? And they drafted a quarterback from Florida a year or two ago. His name's escaping me at the moment. I'm actually excited to see if he can earn that job. Um, you know, I, I had some success last year and taking some risks on guys that, like, I personally wasn't confident in. But, like, all the signs point towards this guy, you know, should be productive. He's a really good player. And I feel like right now, Chris Godwin is that guy. Um, I think I just have to put my trust in him as the player and that he's going to be productive. So I'm going to pull the trigger on Chris Godwin. I love it. So you went running back, running back, and now you've got three wide receivers in a row. Yeah. When are you going to stop? Like, when are you going to be comfortable? I'm going to stop when, if, like, I'm probably just looking at my board. I'm I'm still just looking for value at this point. I might just go best player available again because I can still I can still start him, right? Yeah. Um and 
I think it's going to be another guy that I really like, just a really solid wide receiver. Uh, who's come off the board here? Let's make sure I didn't miss anybody. Uh, we got Miles Sanders gone. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. <clears throat> Waller's gone. He went earlier. Justin Herbert's off the board. These these QBs are starting to go. Goddard's gone. I was kind of eyeing Goddard. So the tight end death might be taking a hit here. There is a... Let's see, Pittman's gone. DeAndre Swift is also gone. So these teams are starting to reach deep here, trying to get um, their spots filled up. I am looking at Trevor Lawrence here, possibly. I'm between Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Lockett, and Deontay Johnson. So do I want to pull the trigger on a quarterback now? And do I think the difference between Trevor Lawrence and, say, Kirk Cousins four rounds from now is that big of a difference in fantasy points? And I personally don't think it is. There you go. There you go. So I'm going to take Tyler Lockett, best player available. Love Tyler Lockett. Bro. Run it again with Geno Smith, baby. Bro, you took my guy, man. That's a snipe. You knew I was going to take him. I Yeah. You I had to sorry. know I was going to take him. I'm sorry. Tyler Lockett's gone. Are you really that sorry? He's not gone yet. You don't have to do this. Bro. <laughs> Tyler Lockett is gone. Wow. Okay. Um, well, I was going to pick Tyler Lockett here. Another perennial thousand-yard guy. Always a top 12 wide receiver. I wish Daniel was here. I love him so much. I love Daniel and Tyler Lockett. But I was talking about Tyler Lockett then. I guess it doesn't matter. He's gone. So another guy that I love, and I'm really about to cost myself now at a position that I started strong at. I guess I'm glad. This is why you do mock drafts. I'm glad I started with Cooper Cup because I'm seeing so much value down here in guys that are not wide receivers. I cannot take my eyes off of James Conner. I'm very, very worried about Arizona's offense. Like, enormously worried. I know that they're always going to be down. They're always going to be losing. Kyler Murray's not right. Uh, He's not healthy. And when he is healthy, he's not the quarterback we wanted him to be. But having said that, James Conner is another workhorse in the league. There's no competition behind him. It's the same argument that I made just a little bit ago for Joe Mixon. It's all true. The only difference is... Connor didn't play on a very good football team. But would you be shocked if James Connor had 15 rushing attempts and five targets a game? Because I wouldn't be. I absolutely think that's realistic. Uh, James Connor's a guy that I'm going out and getting in dynasty leagues. I'm going to go ahead and draft him here. And so now my running back stable is Jonathan Mick, is Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, and James Connor. And I'm feeling pretty good about that. It's already back to me, and I didn't miss any of the guys that I would want, except for maybe Christian Kirk. Ayuk went, Mike Williams went, uh, Deontay Johnson's gone, really, really no love lost there. Evan Ingram, you know, not, I'm not, I already have a tight end and he, I'm not excited about him anyway. So the only player that I lost that I would have drafted is Christian Kirk, another top 12 receiver that doesn't get enough attention. Pay attention to Christian Kirk. Pay attention to him. Uh, but I don't have the opportunity now. So here, now I'm in a position where I have three running backs, all that I'll start every single week, most likely, Cooper Cup and DJ Moore. I need to do something about the wide receiver position. So looking at wide receivers, Mike Evans is available. Jackson Smith and Jigba is available. Pickens is available. Jordan Addison. So I've got a bunch of rookies here. And Traylon Burks. And Traylon Burks just picked up a little bit of help. Everybody wants to act like DeAndre Hopkins coming to town was terrible news for Traylon Burks, but they play such different roles at this point in their career. And when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field, it takes two. It always, like two eyes need to be on this man. He will be double covered. Traylon Burks is going to have more quality opportunities this year than he did last year. And last year was his rookie season. Traylon Burks' value is depressed. Even with being a rookie, uh, I mean, there wasn't a lot to write home about 500 yards, right? A touchdown. There wasn't a bunch there, uh, but he was new. I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him as a death piece. 
this is kind of a Hail Mary to try to make up for some of the ground that I've lost. I'll take Traylon Burks. I think it's worth it. Wow, I was really hoping Trevor Lawrence would slip to me there, and he did not. That's really unfortunate. Um, I probably should have taken Trevor Lawrence now that I look at it. Yeah, it was a good time to take him. Um, You're still getting possibly top-end quarter. Like, Trevor Lawrence's ceiling is so high that it's, like, yeah. You could have a top two or three quarterback in the league if he really just pops off and gets into his mode. Um, I, man, did you, you did take James Conner, right? Yep. I did. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery is now gone. All right. So now I'm in a tough spot. I've filled all my running back wide receiver and flex positions. So now I'm at a, at a crossroads where I need to decide whether I continue taking best available or if I go a little bit further down my board, and go ahead and take a quarterback or a tight end. Um, I'm looking ahead of me because two out of the three teams that are in between me and my next pick do have tight ends, so I feel like I might be able to wait. They all have quarterbacks. So I'm going to roll the dice here again and still go best available. I hope that didn't fuck up my board. That would be really unfortunate if it did. And my best available at the moment is Jahan Dotson. Let's take a look at Jahan Dotson real quick. He's a rookie last year. Looks like he missed some games. Not a lot of targets. Well, towards the end of the season, it really picked up for him. He's off to a fast start in camp, it looks like, according to Sleeper. So I kind of like this as maybe a depth piece here with Jahan Dotson. We got Jordan Addison up here. Um, did somebody draft Mike Evans yet? Yeah, Mike Evans gone. No, Mike Evans is still on the board. Oh, I was scrolled down. He's still there. Holy shit. Mike Evans is still on the board here, fellas. Um, he's got, according to Fantasy Pros, he's got a really easy schedule this year. Um, I drafted Chris Godwin. I wouldn't Ooh. mind... Would you wait? Let me ask you this question. Would you rather have where'd you draft Godwin at? Uh, fifth round? Would you rather have Chris Godwin in the fifth or Mike Evans in the seventh? Pretend you could go back. I, I, I don't know. I feel like they're both really in the right spot. I guess probably Evans in the seventh because I think Evans is probably a better wide receiver, but. I don't know. Like for me right now, I'm looking at best available still, right? And according to my board that I'm invested in, it's Mike Evans. And I've also got Godwin, which a lot of people would think is bad, but if one of them gets hurt, then I've got the other. Or I could look at Jahan Dotson, Jordan Addison, or slide down a little bit and look at Deshaun Watson. Let's... um. And I'm torn. I'm going to stick with my strategy. I'm going to take best available still. Let's do I don't it. Like, I, don't, I don't like reaching. Let's just see what happens here. I'm taking Mike Evans. Back to you. And a tight end did go. Wow, that was a, that was a dice I rolled there. Um, let's see. Who else did we lose here? We lost some more running backs. I don't like this. I don't like it. Five wide receivers in a row, Corey. I know. We got... It's brave. It's brave. We We got got wide receiver depth. We got wide receiver depth, bro. Let's pull the trigger. All right, we got to start making moves here. It's getting light. Um, we're going to go to Sean Watson. I feel like this is a good dice to roll here. If Deshaun Watson's anything like he was before he was suspended and missed, missed two seasons, um, I'll take it. And we're getting it late here. We're in the, just for reference, we're here in the territory of Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Tua. Uh, oh. Okay. I see you. Oh. Oh. 
Hold on. Okay, we're holding. Do you know who I'm looking at? I know who you're looking at. I might be able to wait. Have you drafted a quarterback yet? I haven't drafted a quarterback yet. There's one guy that I would take above the guy you're looking at, but there's only one. Oh. That feels really dirty. I just drafted Anthony Richardson. You did it. Um, I didn't think you had the balls. I just went way off script here. Um, And here's my thought process. Anthony Richardson's going to be running the ball a lot. And <laughs> I, I think his ceiling is higher than all these guys. And I, I believe his floor is a lot higher than people think just because he's, he is going to be starting and he's going to get the, he's going to get the reps and the production. So um, I'm going to, I'm just going to take a bold pick there. A hot, really, really high ceiling pick. Like, Think about Pat Mahomes' first year. Like, he just came out and absolutely dominated. Whoever drafted Pat Mahomes his second season in the league, they pretty much won their fantasy league. So, I'm going to I'm gonna roll that dice right now. I don't remember if they won their fantasy league or not, but Patrick Mahomes, I've got a very competitive standard scoring league, very old league, and the last one of the last picks was Patrick Mahomes in his second season, his first full season as a starter. And we were all like blown away. Like we were like, what? That's and then sure, sure enough, Patrick Mahomes is who he, who he is now. Um, yeah. I don't think that you're crazy. My part of my plan was waiting for Anthony Richardson. His floor is low. The Colts suck. They're a terrible football team. They were one of the worst in football last year. They easily could be the worst in football again this year. I could see it happen, especially if this rift between the Colts and Jonathan Taylor doesn't resolve soon, that offense could be in trouble. Having said that, we've seen time and time and time again, the QB1 has to have a very specific skill set. And Anthony Richardson has all of it. Like he's got all, he checks all the boxes. So I don't think it was a bad pick. I'm going to take Tua here because now I feel like I'm backed into a corner. I think Tua is the only quarterback here that I would have taken above Richardson only because I think the cast around him is better. And I think he's got a pretty similar skill set. So I like Tua. Obviously, I'm concerned about the head injuries. I hope he stays healthy for his sake and for my fantasy football teams. But I feel comfortable there. It's back to me again. I need another wide receiver. And here, this is where we're starting to get into some of the unknowns. It's a little later. Quentin Johnston is here. 6'4", 215. This is a guy... uh, I'm really struggling, though, because Keenan Allen is still there. It feels like Quentin Johnston is here to replace Keenan Allen. So in a, in a dynasty league, I'm much higher form than I am in redraft, but there aren't a lot of other real solid options in this class. I'm seeing guys like Michael Thomas. Don't know about him. Juju Smith-Schuster plays for New England. Uh, Cortland Sutton, there's some upside Elijah Moore, Odell Beckham. I mean, none of these guys have a lot of zazz to them. Jamison Williams is here, but he's got a six-game suspension. If it wasn't for the suspension, I think Williams would be gone. And I want to go on the record saying, I will not be drafting any Jamison Williams because I've been burnt too many times by missing six games. So unless it's some crazy value, 13th round maybe? Something nuts? Okay, we'll talk about it. But for now, to keep things moving... I'm going to take the risk here on Michael Thomas's return because there aren't a lot of other options in that offense. So I don't love this. I don't have any reason why you should do this. I'll take Michael Thomas because the upside's good enough. Uh, if he's a fraction of the touchdown machine that he was uh, two years ago, that's fine. I, I expect this pick to flop. We're at that point now, like... Michael Thomas was an absolute dominant receiver before these last couple of years with injury issues and whatnot. Um, if Derek Carr can spark that, that could be an absolute steal. Um, another tight end went off the board in Joku. That's, I had my eyes on him. Man, this is getting ugly at the tight end position. Oh, I see your guy, dude. I see him. <laughs> my guy? Yep, I see your guy. I see the guy you need. There's actually a couple guys way down there that I don't hate. What sleeper got him at? I guess that's something I need to I need to consider here. But the three guys in front of me have all taken tight ends, right? 
I rolled that dice before. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're safe to, to probably go one more. If you want to look uh, good on paper, that is. I'm going to, I'm going to try to go one more round without a tight end. There's a, like, we're at the point at tight ends where they're all kind of in the same tier. So I feel like I can still wait a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to bet on a wrestling Russell Wilson bounce back year. And I'm going to okay. take Cortland's Cortland Sutton. I love it. Man, but I need running backs too. Yeah, you do. You don't need a wide receiver, Corey. Are you sure? You sure about? You're this? right. You're right. I do need a running back. Is wow. let's see, dude. You really put yourself in a bad spot. This is why we mock draft. This is why we mock draft, guys. Did somebody draft Antonio Gibson. Corey's looking at Samaje Pirine, a chain, Damian Harris. I mean, on my screen of players, Khalil Herbert is there. And Khalil Herbert might be the best of them. I'm looking at a list of, what is this, 15 players? And there are three running backs listed. I'm trying to find uh, Antonio Gibson. He's on my board, but not Sleeper's board, which yeah, concerns me. Yeah, he drafted 805. He was Thank drafted you. last round. And the running backs I'm looking at are A.J. Dillon. Okay. Oh, he's gone. Nope, A.J. Dillon's gone. What board wow. are you using? What? You've got this fantasy board where all the good players are still there. <laughs> Who'd you say, Khalil Herbert? Khalil Herbert, yeah. That's give, me, the, give, me the, give me the Herbs. That's the guy I'm Khalil, taking. Yeah. All right, Khalil Herbert. Man, they took Dalton Schultz. Who is this guy? Wow. Everybody's got this guy in their league, though. Who is this guy? Quentin Johnson just went. Kirk Cousins is officially gone. P. Ryan went. So that, we had a guy down there, Iron, uh, running back as well. Should I double down on running back here so I can just move on? Or do you think I should start looking at tight end? If it was me, there's a tight end flyer here that I would take if I were you, knowing that it could be a bust uh, and it could be nothing, but you don't have anybody at that position. And it's getting grim quick. It is uh, getting grim. So if, if it was me drafting this team and you waited as long as you did for a tight end, I may even take two here. Um, sure. It's just the way I look at things. I might take, take I'll just tell you, I uh, like Dalton Kincaid. Okay. I think the upside for Kincaid's enormous. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Greg Dolchich. Okay. Dolchich. Okay. Dolchich. Uh, he had a fairly decent season last year. I feel like at least that's how I remember it. Let's take a look and see. Looks like he didn't play the first five games, but after that, he had a very healthy share of targets from Russell Wilson. Um, not a lot of catches off those targets, but. I would expect that to change this this year. Hopefully, as long as Sean Payton works out. Uh, so we're going Dulcich. And I'm, now I'm glad I didn't draft Cortland Sutton. I, w I wouldn't have felt as good about that if I had drafted Cortland Sutton. So Why why do you say you wouldn't have felt good about it? Is just it because is it cause you see that he fell, or is it because... Just the target share. I mean, having... Well, I guess Cortland would have been on my bench, so it wouldn't have been a big deal. It would have been fine. Sure. Okay. So I'm looking at Cortland Sutton now thinking the same things that you were thinking. I love the upside. I think Cortland Sutton is the, the alpha. He's the guy. Uh, I think Jerry Judy is more of a possession, more of a distraction. And I think Cortland Sutton should be the benefit of uh, Sean Payton. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton here and could potentially, um, could potentially cost me. I only have three running backs on the roster, Mixon, Madison, and Connor all with a bunch of question marks. So here I am again after Sutton, Cole Komet went, Dalton Kincaid finally off the board. That's the guy I wanted you to get, Corey. There's a lot of risk there with target share, with Josh Allen's rushing ability, but he is turning it on fire on camp. And I think he's he like the people that I pay attention to are paying attention to Kincaid. Incredible college player. He He's a guy that looks like a... Kelsey, I hate to say this, but like 
we say time and time again that tight end position takes multiple years to develop. I think with Kincaid, it could happen year one. Like, he's probably the only one in the class that I could predict it could happen to. Um, Vegas drafted, why can't I, Mayer. Uh, Mayer has, has some opportunity to be that kind of guy. But really, in the rookie class, Kincaid's the guy I'm focused in on. These late rounds, if you haven't taken a tight end, take a flyer. Take a shot here. Um, I don't disagree with Dulcich, though. I'm not, not saying you didn't make a good pick there. In the perfect world, you can get Dulcich and Kincaid, have both of them, and then when one of them works out, you're good to go. Uh, but that's not what happened. I'm back on the clock. I'm going to go ahead and take Jarek McKinnon here. He was re-signed by Kansas City. Late in the season, it's clear that they trusted him with the ball. They trusted him at the goal line with passing work and with rushing work. Pacheco is there, and Pacheco is a risk. Uh, but McKinnon has been ingrained in that offense. He's a part of the Super Bowl culture, and he's a guy that I want on my team because if something happens to one of my three starting running backs, hopefully it'll be late enough in the season that McKinnon is back on fire again. Uh, looks like a chain's gone. Um, see here. I want to grab another running back. I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab Jeff Wilson out of Miami. I like Jeff Wilson. Not a whole lot to say. I'm grabbing Jeff Wilson. It's okay. You're in the 11th round. There's not, you don't need a lot to say. Like, it's, it's okay that you don't have much to say at all. Um, back to you again. After that, Algier, Sky Moore, the Niners defense. Holy shit, there's defenses and kickers in this draft. <laughs> Tyler Higby, Rondell Moore, and Devil Singletary all went off the, off, the clock, off the board after that. There's a wide receiver for the Chargers named Pokey Wilson. There's also a wide receiver for Vegas, uh, Christian Wilkerson. Ooh. Let me take a look at something here. All right. I rolled the dice with Anthony Richardson just in case it's an absolute shit show. We're going to grab Russell Wilson. And there's a chance that Richardson doesn't start early. So I do need somebody to start. And I feel like here, Russell Wilson's not a bad guy to have just in case everything falls apart with Anthony Richardson, which is very possible. Uh, so we're going to take Russell Wilson here and just secure some more depth, especially with such a dice roll with my starting quarterback. <clears throat> it's back to me. Excuse me for the throat clearing, by the way. Uh, back to me, and we're at the point I have two picks left. There are actually four picks, but two of them, the last two, are reserved for a kicker and a defense. Anytime I'm in a league with a kicker and a defense, they will always and forever be my last two picks. The defense will usually come before the kicker. Doesn't always work out that way, but for the most part, that's the rule. So I have two picks left, and looking at the spread here, I have four running backs, one tight end, one quarterback, and five receivers. So now I'm looking purely for upside. We know today, this is August 3rd. It's my birthday, by the way. Is your birthday? Thursday. Thursday. This is a Thursday podcast recorded on Wednesday. Happy Thursday. birthday, Tony. Thank you. Um, today, yesterday, I'm sorry, August 2nd, a Wednesday, Alvin Kamara met with Roger Goodell to discuss pending disciplinary issues about being arrested with some kind of fight. I think it was a bar fight or he beat somebody up. I don't know what happened, but Alvin Kamara's in trouble. He's getting suspended. Ken Kendra Miller's there. I'm going to go ahead and pick him up. Just to see what happens. Just Good to pick. See. Good pick. You say that when it's a bad pick, usually. Good pick. Good pick. There aren't any other running backs left. Miller has an opportunity for some early work. I don't know that I'll use him. I don't know what it means. It could be a wasted pick. I'm going to go ahead and take it, hoping that maybe there's an opportunity to either trade out of that player. Maybe I start that player early. I don't know what's going to happen. 
maybe he wins the job, but I want a piece of it and there's nothing to lose. Like I have nothing to lose at all. So I'll take it knowing very, very little and hoping for the best. With my last positional pick, look at this. Sleeper wants me to take a kicker. I'm not. They, they're they really pushing the defense and the kickers right I'm now. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm done with that. Kicked them out. Um, so, so let's talk about that for a second. You're in a redraft league. You got kickers and defenses. You said you'd take them as the last two picks, which I agree with. So would you say you're streaming defense every week and streaming kicker? I'm almost always. Yeah. Almost always. Let's let's talk about the, the defenses. I, the Eagles are here. I think the Eagles are probably one of the best NFL defenses in football. What do you think, Corey? I'm not. I'm personally probably not doing this. The Cowboys are gone, and the Niners are gone. Those are the only it's two just, defenses gone. It's just so tough. I don't like every now and then you have a defense that carries a team like. A few years ago, the Patriots defense just went on a crazy run. And they, if you had them in a league two or three years ago, they absolutely dominated. But the, the league's so offensive driven now, like that every, all the rules favor the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. Like there's going to be points scored. And it, any given Sunday, these, these really good defenses could struggle. So I'm in the same boat. I'm just going to take as many of the best players I can get. While, the, while these other dudes are drafting defenses, I'm going to try to roll the dice here on some of the guys lower on the board. And there's a chance one of these guys pans out as an absolute stud while they're drafting defense. So I guess I'm looking at it from at an odds perspective. Like I, there's a D there's always a defense I can pick up every week. Uh, one thing that I'm noticing right off, right off the bat is that Matt Stafford will likely go undrafted. That's crazy. N- knowing that I wonder what would have happened if, what would have happened if I wouldn't have drafted Tua with the eighth pick and I would have drafted Matt Stafford here? And I could have could have stacked Matt Stafford on top of Cooper Cup. Like, that would have been awesome. That would have been really sure. awesome. So this is why we mock draft. Matt Stafford's Wonder. going undrafted. If you have Cooper Cup, look for Matt Stafford late, late, late in the draft. You have nothing to lose. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and do it. No, I'm not doing it. I won't do it. I'm not taking two. I'm not taking two. Um Wow, I almost did something stupid in a fake fake mock draft. I won't do it though. Um, I'm overthinking this, so I'll go ahead and take Donta Foreman in case the running back uh, situation in Chicago didn't make a lot of sense and they can't sort it out early. Donta Foreman showed up; he had some big plays. Removed from Achilles now completely. Uh, I'll just take the shot. Move on. You can never have too many running backs, guys. Um, I'm going to grab Irv Smith. According to Sleeper, he's the number one tight end in Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati has a really good quarterback named Joe Burrow. So, any Irv Smith's shown flashes over the years. How old is Irv Smith? Does this tell you? He's only 24 years old. Irv Smith's Irv the Smith. same class as TJ Hawkinson. He's not old. Irv Smith could bust out at any time. Give me Irv Smith here with the Cincinnati Bengals. And now it's kickers and defenses. So we, it looks like we're officially done here pretty much. Because I think they probably make us draft a kicker and a defense. Let's yeah. just do it. Here, I'm going to, let's see. What we got here? Kicker, defense, uh, the Jets. I'm taking the Jets defense here. Really good last year. Could be the same this year. Yeah, they're good defense. Great defense. Good defense. Great defense. Oh, I'll take the Patriots defense, coached by Hall of Famer Bill Belichick. I wish they could just put him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like, what are we fucking around with? Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do what? Don't do it. Don't do what? Just go ahead. The Colts are going to get down to the end zone a lot this year. But I don't know if every time they get down to the red zone, if it's going to convert. So I'll take Matt Gay. Freshly signed. Why are, you, why are you giggling? I wanted Matt Gay. Oh, I thought you were giggling because I said gay. Yeah. Um, but since you took Matt Gay, I'll just take Cameron Dicker. <laughs> All right. There we go. Draft is complete. Uh, Corey, what'd you end up with? Who'd you come out with? 
the starting. Do you want me to start from top to bottom or just list down my roster? Uh, just list your roster. All right, roster at quarterback. We have Anthony Richardson. Um, big dice roll there, but if it pays off, could be a league winner. We got Saquon Barkley. Felt really good about that pick in the first round. I uh, followed up with Nick Chubb at running back. Another workhorse. I know it's a PPR. I'm going to deal with it. Um, hopefully they stay healthy. And I don't have to worry about this lack of depth I have at running back. Then we grabbed Devontae Smith, Amari Cooper. The tight end I grabbed to start was Greg Dulcich, who I actually feel really good about. I think he could be really productive. And we got Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, uh, kicker defense, Cameron Dicker, the New York Jets. And my bench is Mike Evans, Khalil Herbert, Jeff Wilson, Russell Wilson, and Irv Smith. And I guess I probably, yeah, I probably wouldn't go to quarterback normally, but I did draft Anthony Richardson. So I felt like I had to just kind of cover my ass there. Like, especially if he rolls out week one as a backup. So that's why we went to QB. Love it. I, I actually feel, I feel really good about my team. Like there's a lot of juice here. I've even got a little juice on the bench with Mike Evans. Uh, I think Khalil Herbert could be really good. Um, but I love my starting lineup. I, I like that I went best player available. I got a, an absolute herd of wide receivers here. Looking at my starting lineup, it's glaringly obvious to me that I broke my own rule and I took my quarterback too early. Tua Tagalavia. Did I say it right? Tunga Lavia. Tago Viola. Tago Viola. No. Tunga. Tago Viola. Tunga. I don't know. I think the way I'm saying it's right, but it doesn't sound right to me. Uh, nothing sounds right anymore. Have you ever said a word so many times that you can't say it right anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yep. where we're at with this. I took yep. Tua, Tua as the quarterback of the league, quarterback of my team. Joe Mixon, Alexander Madison, believe in both of them as three down, four down guys. Uh, Cooper Cup, DJ Moore, eh, Love Cup, not so much more. Mark Andrews makes up for a lot of the deficiencies out of DJ Moore. James Conner is my favorite flex player in the league right now. James Conner in my flex is incredible, but here's where I'm suffering. Traylon Burks is currently in the roster, and that's because I chose Tua and had to settle later with, uh, with a guy I wouldn't normally pick. Uh, still love Burks. I'm not taking back anything I said, but there's enough risk there that I do regret that. Knowing now that I could have had Stafford later, I would have liked to have a guy like, um, let's look, <clears throat> Christian Kirk was not available. So George Pickens was available. Mike Evans. I would feel much better having Mike Evans in that spot. Or um, you get what I'm saying. Looking back on it, I wish I'd have waited even a little bit more to get Matt Stafford. A lot of risk, a lot of risk. But then on my bench, I've got guys that I wouldn't normally have anyway. Guys like Donta Foreman. That's where my second quarterback could have gone. So my bench is Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, Jarek McKinnon, Kendra Miller, and Donta Foreman. Overall, I'd probably give my, my draft a B. I think this is a B draft. Yeah, I'm not, I don't love my team. I think I like my team a little bit better than yours. I think I feel like there's a little more juice on my team. Like on your team, the players I really like are Cup Andrews. And then from then on, I'm kind of iffy about, I mean, like even Joe Mixon, I'm like, eh. Joe Mixon, Madison, Moore, Connor, where I feel really good about Saquon, Chubb, Smith, Cooper, Godwin, and Lockett. Like yeah. those are all guys I feel really good about. No, I agree with you. I agree with you there. But I, I, it is fantasy football, so we never know. I did draft Anthony Richardson really high. I love it, though. I fucking love it. <laughs> You've been- what? Nothing. No, it was too, was, how high was he going in uh, rookie drafts in Dynasty? He was top five, right? No. Top five, six? No, he's like seven. Seven? Yeah, like seven, eight. And, and I could see him go at six, but... Yeah, maybe he, so, maybe he was God, five or six, but I think five so was much too to like. I'm going to have to get my re-up my YouTube TV subscription early this year to uh, watch Colts preseason games because we're going to, I think we'll see a lot. Of, you think we'll see a lot of Anthony Richardson in the preseason? I don't think so. You don't? I don't know. I guess I don't know. So you just think he's, God, this fucking, I don't even know that was a bug up here, dude. I, I, I don't know. I I think they will. Like he needs the experience, right? He needs all the reps he can get. He needs reps. That's for damn sure. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. 
subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.